Hi guys, thanks for joining us today on the Do It With Dan podcast. We are doing our weekly Q&A session today. I'm Dan's co-host, M, and I will be asking Daniel questions that I've randomly selected from Cora. He doesn't know what they are ahead of time, so we're putting him on the spot. We're super excited to get started and super excited for you to join us today. Finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Yes, ma'am. How often do you listen to motivational speakers? Every day. It's part of my daily, re- daily regime to take in positive content, whether it's training, which is always uh, uplifting and enriching, or I've got podcasts that I listen to. I listen to Gary Vaynerchuk. I listen to the JB podcast. I listened to I listen to um, the Tony Robbins podcast. I literally go and look out for random stuff. I go on YouTube. Um, but every day I take in positive content. So like, there's a couple of TV shows that I watch for like entertainment purposes, but I don't watch them at the time they're on. I watch them sort of like I like have time set aside in my downtime. Um, one of the things I've instituted recently uh, to encourage me to get my fitness up is I only watch TV while I'm like doing cardio. Oh, nice. So unless I'm on the bike or like on the treadmill or whatever, I'm not allowed to watch like entertaining that. TV. Yeah. So other than that, all of my input time is spent with positive content. Yeah, okay. that's what I was going to say as a side note to this person's question. Who's probably some of your favorite artists? Yeah, these are some of the some of the ones that I listen to. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to, who I listen to isn't that important, really. What's important is who they listen to yeah. or who resonates with them. So I would say go out and test a few. Jump on YouTube, look for some motivational speakers, see which of them resonate with you. The ones that I, I listen to are the ones that resonate with me. And the funny thing is some of them didn't always, but at some point they hooked for me and now I listen to them. So the important thing is who resonates with you and then consume as much of their content as possible. And don't always look for famous people. It could be just like a random person, right? right? right. It could be like just a completely, totally yeah. random person who's going to give them uh, the input that they need. Yeah. And I think so that, when you start looking, that's going to open the doorway to... Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So this is this next question is on my radar big time lately. If the saying, it only takes one person to make a difference is true, what are the best ways to go about making a difference in the world? Ask that again, please. If the saying, it only takes one person to make a difference is mm-hmm. not true, mm-hmm. what are the best ways to go about making a difference in the world? If it only takes one person to, if the saying it only takes one person to make a difference is true, then what are some things that you can do to make a difference in the world? First of all, foremost, making a difference in the world is a very, very big, wide open phrase. And big, wide open phrases are sometimes one of the things that ends up people, ends up with people taking inaction, not taking action and ending up in a state of inaction because you get bogged down by the magnitude of this gargantuan task. So, like we always talk about micro shifts, instead of trying to change the world, Get connected to what does change in the world mean for me? Okay, what is the world? I was speaking to somebody, in fact, no, I, believe it or not, I was featured on someone else's podcast yesterday. I recorded on someone else's podcast yesterday. 
And um, one of the things that came up is like, what is your world? And your world will change. For some people, their world is their family. So their sphere, their ecosphere is their family. Sorry? Their fishbowl, right? Their fishbowl, exactly. Their fishbowl is their family. For some people, it might be their family and their workplace. For some people, it might be family, workplace, local community. For some, their world might be their religious community. For some, it might be their country because they're very patriotic. For some, it might be their continent because they're continent patriotic. And for some people, it might be the world as a whole. For some people, it might be universal. So in order to start thinking about the contribution that you're going to make, you need to understand where are you directing your energy to in relation to that impact. So if you're just relating it to your family, then that's pretty easy. You can start doing loving things for your family. Um, Also, one thing I would state is that unless you have a clear vision of what this world you're trying to change is, you will never be successful in doing it. You're just going to be successful in saying fancy things about changing the world your energy is going to connect with your belief systems uh, and where those are centered. So trying to change the universe when you don't believe in the concept of the universe, a bit pointless. Trying to change the world as a physical thing when really you only give two fine poops about your local community or your country or your sports community, you're not really going to have that much of an effect. So number one, I would say identify what the concept of world means to you. Identify where your energy is going to be directed. Then Make a plan. Take stock. What do I have to contribute? Because if you're saying that, you know, I want to change the world of my country by allowing them to win the World Cup next year, quite sore for me, there's not really much I can do in terms of that directly. I can't really, you know, I can't go and play for them and score all of the goals. I can't do that. I can't go down to the training ground and train them specifically but I might be able to contribute by just sending good loving vibes to them. I might be able to contribute by spreading the good word. I might be able to contribute for the future by encouraging uh, a new generation of young footballers to go and get the adequate training so that in 15, 20 years time, they'll be able to play successfully in the world cup. There's so many different ways to look at it, but it's important to connect that with number one, your belief system of what the world what constitutes the world to you so that you know where you're directing your energy number two have a plan which takes stock of your gifts that you can contribute and then take some action and it doesn't have to be massive action necessarily it could be micro shifts it could be bringing together other people who actually have the skills base to affect the change that you want to see so a slightly loaded question, so therefore a slightly loaded answer, but hopefully that gives them some inspiration in terms of moving forward, um, moving forward with, with some action to, to make a difference. Yeah, action, definitely. And the only little thing I would add to that is, you know, start from within, because that's where it all starts. In order that, exactly, to exactly. And to figure out what's important to you, you have mm-hmm. to go within. And that's what starts to change in the world is when you change yourself. Because the world outside is a reflection of the world inside anyway. So it's important to take stock of that. Important. I just posted a video on my page yesterday. Scott and I watched it over and over again. It's such a beautiful video. If you get some time, um, check it out. But it's about a guy that started. It's a pretty long video. But the gist of it is he, he had lived this party life. He was a club promoter. And he just was tired of it and had enough and needed some meaning in his life. So he started, you know, 
nobody would allow him to to volunteer with their organization because of his background. But mm -hmm. one one organization that said if if he pays them five hundred dollars a month, he can volunteer for them, and he did it and mm -hmm. worked with this doctor that um, he specialized in taking tumor facial tumors off people, you know, in, in like Uruguay and things like that, and you know, he started going to these places and seeing, well, all these people are coming to this doctor for help. What, what, where does it start before that? And how many people do not have clean water to drink is just so amazing. So he started this organization drilling. That's well. beautiful. Oh my gosh. He cried and cried and cried. So that's yeah. really beautiful. I like that. Yeah. So go inside. All right. So um, what practical steps do you take to train yourself to make better decisions? Um, remain aware of the results of the decisions I made before. I've now got really back into journaling since the time that we spoke last. So I journal every morning. Um, before I've started doing it before and after meditation, depending on how I feel. If I feel that I need to just go into meditation when I get up, I do meditation first. If I'm open to doing before and after, then I'll meditate, I'll journal before. Um, if there's anything like from my dreams, for example, anything that's come overnight, because sometimes you have communications in, then I meditate and then I journal after my meditation and I say what I'd like to create that day. Then at the end of the day, I reflect back on the day. I reflect on decisions I've made. I reflect on the journey to what I wanted to manifest that day. And then I also reflect on places where I've been unconscious that day. So for example, yesterday I was traveling um, and there were some really annoying children, like really, really ill-disciplined annoying children and there were a couple of times when i got unconscious and i was like oh my god these effing children um and then it's like mm, okay i'm aware of that now so because it's in my awareness when i've journaled about it i've made it real i've made it real that i fell out of consciousness at this instance right. and then every saturday i read back on my journals for the week wow. and then on saturday i make a note of my targets yeah. or things that i'm going to be working on right. for the following week so then as I go through the week, I'll be reflecting back on what is it that I'm working on this week? Okay, so I'm working on being patient with small children, stuff like that. So this That's is one. Too. Yeah, so it's like, it's just one, one thing. And the other thing is actually making choices because sometimes people don't actually make choices. They talk about making choices, but they don't actually actually do it. So another important thing is actually making decisions. Um, when we're doing the be, dealing with the beyond intention paradigm, we talk about the whole, I drove me here. And the analogy that I've been using more and more and more in workshops and group sessions and with coaching sessions is, you are the only one in the driving seat of your car. When you don't deliberately make decisions about where you're going, you're driving with hands off the wheel and eyes closed and feet off the pedal. Yeah. You're still in the driving seat. However, you've surrendered to your unconscious belief systems, you surrendered to the energy that you're allowing other people to push into your, into your fishbowl. But the second that you open your eyes and put your hands on your feet on the pedal, you're now deliberately deciding what direction you're going to go with the car. And that's what you do with your choices. If you're just like, oh, you know, uh, I'm not going to make a decision about that. I'm not going to be deliberate. A decision is still being made, but it's being made subconsciously based on your subconscious belief systems, which you have the power to shift by taking action. So, I love that analogy. Oh, I love it as well. I, I came up with it by accident and now I love it. I use it all the time and there's like different angles on it. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it's like you, you're the one driving the car. Yeah, being deliberate. You have to be deliberate. Like people lose sight of how much power they have over the direction that they have with their life. And just being deliberate in your creation. Like I said, now I deliberately say at the beginning of the day, what I'm going to create that day. What are the outcomes that I'm creating today? And at first it was a bit uncomfortable, but now I'm like, no, I'm deliberate and it's cool. Yeah. I'm doing it. I love that. I love that. Being deliberate. That's great. That's great, Daniel. Okay. So off of, um, this is a great question off of the motivational speakers. What in this, you know, tough to nail one down, but off the top of your head, what motivational speech inspired you to be a better person in life? A motivational speech didn't motivate me. Life motivated me. Life kicked me in the butt. Yeah. So in my instance, it wasn't somebody else telling me I had the pain in my own experience. Mm. It's all well and good. And I encourage anyone who can learn from other people's pain. Yeah. Do it. <laughs> special, right? Do it. Do it. Yeah. Learn from other people's pain where you can. So I would say, um, and again, it goes back to what we answered earlier about people asking about um, motivation to speak. It doesn't matter who motivated me. Yeah. Get on YouTube, yeah. put in motivational speakers, listen to a few short videos or a few clips. A lot of people have got like little one, two minute clips. Close your eyes, get into your heart center. Who resonates with you? Who do you feel in your heart? Who motivates you to take some action? And then dig into that person and then you'll find, you'll find it. And don't, think that it has to be one magical speech that's going to change you. There are things that happen like that and there are things that happen like that. And both of them are cool. This questioner may not actually be um, an, an in the instance person. There may be someone that needs to make gradual shifts over time. And we always talk about micro shifts and that's absolutely fine. It's absolutely cool. Absolutely. And I think when you're ready, it will show up. I mean, exactly. That's the saying we used to always say, the teacher appears when the student's ready. And it's so true. Yes. Things I listen to a million times before there's movies I watched a million times before that didn't mean what they did now. Mm -hmm. so. Remember I was saying to you, I was saying to you like this whole thing about, you know, spiritual practice, meditation and stuff. I had somebody like that would literally sit me down and would give me all of this stuff for like free 15, 16 years ago. Like, yeah, I'm going to teach you about this and teach you about this. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. no. Yeah. 15 years later, now I'm paying for I paid to go retreats and stuff and to learn to learn essentially what I was being taught over a decade ago because yeah. I wasn't ready at the time um but hey we're here now we're here now um what is the most unbelievable thing you have ever learned I would say it goes back to again the acceptance stage of beyond intention formula and that's that I literally can control every part of my life directly or indirectly, directly or indirectly. I have complete control of it. Even if it's how I react or respond to things that happen to me from third party energy and directions that for me is like, because it's just so empowering. And as a concept, it's got some random stuff to it, but yeah, I literally have the power. Just like, did you see what's he man? I have the power. <laughs> I literally, I literally have the power and that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's so life changing that right there. Mm -hmm. Taking your power back. I love it. That's yeah. 
All right. Well, you can go in, in, in you can take this off into a, into a different direction too. Did you follow your dreams, Dan? And if so, what were your means of achieving them? If mm-hmm. not, why not? I'm, a, I'm following my dream now. I wasn't before I was running away from it. Um, but since February this year, I, I have been doing it and following my dream, principally letting go of fear. For me, it was fear that I wouldn't be able to live off of my dream. So it was like, how does this actually sustain day-to-day life? Um, it was impossible for me at the time for me to juggle it with my lifestyle at the time. So I had to make the jump. So getting beyond the fear and taking the jump, which was just literally doing it, uh-huh. like taking massive, a- I had to take massive action, like just shutting down websites and literally just saying no to people and going into the unknown. That's what I had to do. So I, I do live the life of my dreams now. I didn't just, I planned it out. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I, like the branding for the podcast has been done for over a year. I mapped out what I was going to be doing. I got the right coaching and direction. I meditated on it to make sure that my internal environment was right. And in fact, it was when I was at a meditation retreat that I reached the point of readiness where it was like, yep, go now and go and do it. So I didn't just like walk away from life. And I did actually take deliberate action on the back of a plan, but I had to work on my internal environment in terms of fear. And that's what got me to, to the place I'm now. Where I am, I am living my dream, which is number one, giving people the, the, giving people the realization that they have unique gifts to, to give to the world. And that's their own dream. Number two, presenting, uh, pro- providing a space for them to learn tools and skills so that they can effectively live their dream. And number three, removing the excuses between them and living the life of their dream. That's what I do every day now. Um, and that's how I got there to where I am right now. And they'll be able to check out a little manifesto talking. All yeah. Yeah, uh, www.dreamwithdan.com because the website's live. That's yep. right. Go and check it out. It's there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I, I think there's, a, there's more people than not that, as I was saying to you, kind of question that, you know, they feel like, oh, I wasn't born. I, you know, a lot of people, they feel like they're born with a passion or a purpose, or, but there's a lot of people that, need to find that along the way so it's very important that you know like you said it's just taking action and trying different things and Mm -hmm. that's all it is that's all it is but you know you have to know what your dream is um the dream is manifesto is going through the last edit now i've got a very very i've got an exceptional editor touching it up now um so that'll be available and that will give some direction and some tools in order to identify what your dream is and share some of the lessons I learned on my journey to, to there, even in terms of, you know, the fear that I encountered and some of the other pitfalls that they might be able to, you know, I'm sharing the pain that I went through so that they don't have to go through it themselves um, and give them some tools to get to their dream. I love it. All right. Dun, dun, dun. Last question. Okay. And it's a good one. It's a heavy one. How do I get over self hate and insecurity and lack of confidence in myself? Mm -hmm. Mm, if it's that deep, then you need deep tools and you need to be ready to, to, to do the work of, of get working on those tools. So for example, I mean, I always encourage people to look at the beyond intention paradigm because it, it literally gets you into the right mindset where the tools that you would employ will help you. So I would encourage them to listen to the podcast I did with Mary Jo Rakowski, 
which I think is episode six of the interview podcasts. And I'll put the link underneath this one, uh, underneath their question. I'll give you the link for them. But loving yourself is not, is very easy to say, oh, love yourself. I acknowledge that it's not an easy thing. And if this person is that deeply ingrained in this lack of self-love, then they need to get some support and they need to get some help in doing that. Um, but it's important to get that support from an empowering standpoint. So get that support to help them make their own choices and decisions to, to find a place of self-love as opposed to getting trapped into a cycle of therapy where you're paying someone to give you a space to complain about stuff that you're not actually making physical change on. So the only place they're going to get to a place of self-love is learning to love yourself. And that will require unlearning all that you've learned. There may be some deep scars that they need to get healing on. Um, and I recommend that they do get some help with that. Um, one thing that's really, really powerful that I learned about recently and one of the Beyond Detention certified coaches, Fernanda Aguilar, she actually trains, she, she practices it. That's what, she, that's what her practice is. And that's um, RTT. I forget what RTT stands for. But it's radical transformation therapy, I think, which is really powerful work. Um, so something like that, NLP, tapping is really good. EFT, emotional field, emotional energetic field therapy. I don't remember what EFT stands for, but EFT, tapping, really, really, really powerful. You can check out my episode with Ruthie Cohen Joyner, which was episode three of the interview sessions but yeah find tools that resonate with you and be easy with yourself and take micro steps towards self-love because a relationship with yourself is just the same as a relationship with someone else like if you're entering into a romantic relationship with someone you don't just get married on day one and have kids you go for coffee or like you have a first date and go for a beer or whatever you have some dinner you go for walks in the park and the relationship builds over time so find the tools that enable you to lovingly have that relationship with yourself the same way that if you were having a relationship, uh, you had a marriage that wasn't working out, you go and get a marriage counselor, find someone that helps you and supports you in having a relationship with yourself, but take micro shifts and remember, think of, remember to think of it in terms of a relationship you were having with another person. Um, yeah, but, but it's, it's not easy. Uh, I do understand it's not easy. No. And I think, you know, I don't know if this was a man or woman that asked this, but I think, you know, I think it's, it's more and and I could, you know, this is my opinion, but in women, I think it's more dominant than it is in men because we're moms and wives and we're, we're everybody else's things sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so it's very easy to lose yourself. I, I struggled my whole life with insecurities and lack of confidence and you would never guess that from the outside, but mm -hmm. It wasn't until I actually started doing things that made me feel good as a, as a person and as a woman and as a mom and as, as all of that, we forget mm -hmm. to do that. And, and trusting in your voice, I think, is the biggest thing with confidence. Trusting mm -hmm. yourself and not giving your power away. Mm -hmm. But that starts with even taking small decisions yeah. in line with, like, again, micro shifts. You don't necessarily have to take the big jumps that your intuition is giving you straight away. Just work on little things like, if your intuition says get up and go and do something now work with it yeah again the same thing the same way you're building a relationship with yourself in terms of love with yourself build a relationship with your intuition yeah. over time have a cup of coffee with your intuition first you know um go with your gut on a couple of things that don't have big impacts if you might have got it wrong 
learn to feel through building that relationship, that intuition muscle um, and seeing where it goes. Journaling is really cool because it allows you to keep track and reflect on it and then reflect back on it. Okay. Yeah, cool. All right. So today, this week I listened to my intuition six times, four of the times it worked out Two, it didn't. What was the difference between the four and the two, this, this, and this, how did I feel in my body? I felt like this. Okay. So I know that I can, and then you start to pin down hearing your inner voice with more clarity. My being experiment word for the day is clarity. And I've had it three times in the last seven days. Seriously. I had it yesterday and I had it again today and I had it once or twice last week, like building that clarity, yes. it takes time yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. I think it's so funny. You mentioned journaling on the other one that you started doing it because that was the very first, I would say tool I started did what I started to do when I started this journey was journaling, it's mm -hmm. simple, but it's, it's good stuff. It's really powerful stuff. And I'd, I'd let, I'd lost sight. I'd lost sight cause I, I was journaling. Um, I used to journal when I first started doing the chimp paradox work with my chimp a few years ago, I was journaling. And then um, the girl I was with at the time hacked into my phone and was reading my journal. Yeah, like I came in and she was like, you know, F you, F you, I can't believe that this and this and that. And she's like reading my private thoughts. And I was just like, and she was reading them out of context as well and like attacking me based on them being out of context. So I had some trust issues with putting my thoughts down. Um, but reconnecting with journaling over the past few weeks, it's like, I don't care who reads it. Yeah. And if you've got something to say, like, I don't lie in my journal. Right. So if you disagree with something I put there or you're unhappy about how you've been reflected in the journal, then that's your problem. It's not mine. Right. And just do it. Yeah. So finding safe space to journal is really, really important. Really, yes. really important. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, I need, I know you need to run off, so I'm not going to hold you yet. <laughs> but um, we'll touch base. We'll touch base um, okay. for next week anyway. Yes, we will. Because mm -hmm. we've got some stuff to create. I'm really excited. I'm really excited about the center. Everyone look out for the center because I'm putting it on the podcast. So it has to happen. By November, people will be hearing about the center. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Be ready. Be ready for the center. Just saying. <laughs> Everyone can't see me, but I'm doing like this thing in my head. You can see it. They can't see it. <laughs> but love to you, Em, and love to all you guys listening in. Uh, it means so much to us that you guys take time out of your life to come and listen to us Absolutely. talk about stuff. Um, if this serves you, share it with people. Um, like, really share it and, and let us know feedback to us. I had some really constructive criticism on a workshop I did the other day, and it came in a loving space, and we're open to that. It, we're not just saying, tell us it's good. If something doesn't work, tell us because we want to tweet this and make sure that we're, we're maximizing the positive effect on the world as a whole, which for us is all of you and everything that's um, the divine source manifesting in different vibrational frequencies. So yeah, let us know. Um, the podcast is available on so many different platforms. There's always going to be one that works for you or someone you know. So yeah, do that. And tune in, tune in Sunday. I've got a really cool interview on Sunday. Uh, tune in Tuesday when I do my little rant. Tune in Thursday when I'm back on it with Jade. So, um, nice. yeah, that's Email it. Emailing questions. Emailing questions and hit up, hit up M on Cora. Hit up me on Cora. M's in charge of my Cora now. Anyway, I don't even look anymore. M just like picks the questions. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a peek. And yeah, insightunlimitedllc at gmail.com. It's in the description. Look up M. 
on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash looking inside your mind, looking inside your mind. And I'm DMPOTB on Facebook. All right. Love you, Em. You're going to have an amazing one. Guys, thanks for tuning in and catch you next time. Catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Duo with Dan with your host, Daniel Magana. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.dreamwithdan.com for updates for more exclusive content.